Hey guys, it's Coffee with Kara, and I'm so excited for today's episode. I'm sitting with Teresa Stangle, PT, friend, somebody I met just a month, what is it, a month ago? A month ago. <laughs> At Empower really? Her yeah. that yeah. Cor- Courtney Vronan put yeah. on, um, and that was in Marshall, a really yeah. cool empowerment day we had, and you were a speaker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I sat right ahead of you, and we connected very quickly and I just, I have to share your story and I'm here in her office, which is beautiful. And she's going to tell us about it. We're in Pipestone, Minnesota and Teresa, it's the wellness square and it's a, she's going to explain more. Her business is reactive wellness inside the wellness square. And she basically took a building and gutted it just January of 2023 And has lots of businesses here. You guys can't, I can't wait for you to hear about it. Her story of why this happened. She was a physical therapist mm-hmm. for 12 years yeah. in a hospital setting. Yeah. So, yeah. I was a physical therapist for over 12 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, graduated from the Mayo Clinic in 2011. So my husband and I were looking for a place to land. Um, the plan was just to stay a couple years. And we landed here in Pipestone in Southwest Minnesota. Yep. And the plan was like a couple years. Then we're going to keep moseying on. And we kind of ended up planting some roots and, yeah, falling uh, in love with the area and the people and the community here. And we just didn't have a reason to leave. So we've now been um, very invested in our community um, for 12 years and been a physical therapist um, as a staff uh, PT, kind of developing some of my specialties with women's health, but more along the lines of sports yeah. rehab. Um, done a lot of training with athletes over the years. You said you were the pregnant mama running across yeah, the football field yeah, faster than I know, the yeah. Uh, pregnant mom running across the field, yeah, um, on the football field, getting to you know, treat athletes you know, right on the scene. Um, that was just a really fun part of my job, and I loved that, and I loved my job. So um, loved being here in the community, being very integrated. Uh, last year, things changed for me. I had a very freak accident with my back. Um, a very healthy individual, but I was six months, po- six months postpartum and I ended up extruding a disc in my back, which means that I like cracked the disc completely open and all of the jelly squirted out onto my right nerve, which then affected the ability of my right leg. So not only extreme pain, um, my right leg was dysfunctional, wouldn't function. I couldn't control the motor components of my leg, so I couldn't walk. I was crawling for, oh my gosh, almost two months. And um, you just had had a baby. I just had a baby. Yeah, Remember? so I had six months. Yeah, my fourth baby. Yes, I've, I'm a mom of four. So this was my fourth baby. Yes, and I was back to work, um, of course, when the event happened um, in a very freak you know, movement that I did rolling over, um, it, you know, completely extruded and kind of just changed my life. I, all of a sudden I needed to appreciate the very simple things, just standing to brush my teeth. Um, couldn't shower. I was showering on my hands and knees. So, and you, yeah. you, you, what I encouraged me to come visit you, I've been yeah. having lower back issues for about six yes. months and we talked about that. And when I heard your story on my mouth dropped and I saw the <laughs> videos of you not being able to yeah. lift your leg, you're crawling around in your house. Yeah. You voted not to have surgery. Yeah, I had a really great surgeon that sat down with me um, three days afterwards and kind of shot it to me straight on what my options were. Of course, that's not for everybody, but in my case and what had happened to me and what my disc liked looked like, 
he felt like my best surgical outcome was to not do surgery actually and to go home and heal my disc that my disc could heal itself it could get a better scar than actually doing a surgical incision of course that's not for everybody there's mm -hmm. definitely surgical implications for other discs and other people in other times but in my case he felt like i needed to go home try to heal it give it time he gave me a year he said you have a year and at any point you backslide we're we're going in there and we'll we'll clean it up and, and what months did this happen july of 2022 so i just passed my year mark so i haven't um yeah jumped and run but i took up a lot of other ways to try to get myself healthy again and let my body do the work that it could do mm -hmm. so he was very right they helped control my pain uh, the best that they could um i was still struggling through that so several epidurals um and working with some pain management mm -hmm. um and doing a lot of my own therapy, of course. So that was definitely a benefit to me. I kind of knew that aspect of what I needed to do, forced myself to do certain things that were not fun at times. Spent a lot of time at the pool for my first couple months, um, trying to regain my ability. I mean, I started out floating with a pool noodle. I couldn't even tolerate walking in the water. Oh, wow. I had to float. So I would just float with the pool noodle to distract the pain and the nerve. Um, so came a long ways in a short amount of time. Decided in November. Yeah, so sorry, back, backtrack just a little bit. So in September, I felt like I was kind of out of options. I needed to make a decision. So I decided to get myself better because at that point I was struggling mentally as well. Um, I had been very active. So, I mean, I had ran three miles two days before I extruded my disc. So... Um, so that sedentary sitting and not being oh my gosh it was, was just mentally driving yeah. me crazy like I couldn't take care of my kids I was depending on people to bring meals to my house like my community was awesome like they just showed up at my door and like offered me all kinds of help and um like it was truly humbling to be on that side of things yeah. and not being taken care of and not being the caretaker and the provider for once um and there were days like I just laid in my yard on, and you don't even remember my videos. Yes. I'm in the same, yes. I'm on the same mat in the same backyard yeah. because that was as far as I could get. I remember like the you guys, like she couldn't even pick up her right leg. Yeah. It was shaking like half, like yeah. three inches up. And I'm just like, yeah. and your baby's crawling around. You're crawling <laughs> around and you're, I'm like, how did you do this? Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, it's empowering. Like Thanks. to say, holy shit. Yeah. It was a totally, um, life changing event yeah. and so in september i was like i can't i mentally just need to take care of myself i'm physically way not there i could tolerate at that point standing about 20 minutes or so and then i needed to lay down on my belly on the floor to relieve pressure off my disc um, for a good 10 minutes before i could try again um so i just decided i i needed to quit my job i wasn't really sure how i was going to pay my bills i wasn't really sure how i was going to feed my family um, but it was just that leap of faith. Like this is what felt right. I needed to take care of myself and give myself the time. Cause I was worried if I went back and tried too early to be a caretaker again, that I was going to lose the, the slow little bit of improvement that I had made. And then once I went backwards, the surgeon, it was in the back oh, of my mind yeah, saying like, then we're, I mean, we're going in, we're going to have to go in. Like if we go backwards then and not go forward at any point in time, we're going to need to think about our surgical options here and actually like removing part of that disc. And would it be a fusion possibly? Cause your disc is that small now. Cause there's no jelly inside of it. So wow. 
Um, yeah, so that being in the back of your mind just plays the role. Like, I have to be super smart here, but I have to also get active again. I can't sit being inactive. I can't just let this go by because it's my life and I want my life back to what it was and being active and loving fitness and yeah. helping people. Like, that's what I was passionate about. So worked really hard at that, quit my job. Um, a nice man in our community gave me a job at the newspaper, John Draper. He, oh. I sat down with him five days later and asked him if I could apply for the job. And he gave me a job writing for him. Um, so helped provide some food for my family during that time when I didn't know we were going through savings super fast to pay our bills. Um, and so wrote for the newspaper for a short little time. <laughs> I still do a little opinion article every couple of weeks. Oh. It's super fun because I just end up really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I basically did most of the work laying on my floor uh, to pay some bills. And then November decided it was time to kind of return to what I love. And that was PT. I didn't know how to do that and take it slow and do it on, you know. Your terms. My terms in terms of like taking it slow. I needed to go right. slow at it. I knew like, okay, if things don't go good and I overdo it, I need to be able to take two days to like recover focus on myself yeah get back to my own exercises that sort of thing so opening my own practice seemed like the only option um I phoned a friend (laughs) that has done this in South Dakota and I didn't know what I was doing asked lots of details um did a lot of my own legwork tried to figure out how do you do this how do you run a private practice PT and what kind of model do I want to run that and decided to run a cash-based physical therapy and that's what model and that's what I'm doing now yeah Yeah. and he did that correct yeah so he my phone friend (laughs) was cash basis and it was very it's very different it's very different aspect of medical care in terms of accessing physical therapy and how you get to a physical therapist but also helping people utilize physical therapists in the way that we see that we can be helpful to people so and not sliding into um the way that we have fit into the traditional medical setting um And I think that that's been helpful for people to understand, like, you can have a choice to see a PT first if you want, um, which is very different. Instead of kind of going through the system. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that system. It's been very great for a lot of people. But in today's world, we all are kind of trending towards that high, high based, you know, deductible. Right. So we all have these higher deductibles to make our insurances more affordable. Mm -hmm. And what happens is, is a lot of us don't maybe even get to that deductible in a year now, um, as maybe as we used to. And so, you know, physical therapy can be expensive at, you know, when you're going to a, a clinic setting, you know, then those, those bills for an evaluation yeah. will add up as well as treatments will add up very quickly. And, and time, if you have it, to, right. Time to get in, like the first eval is no treatment. Then you wait a week or yeah. two and then you get the treatment and then I'm yeah. like, can you help me now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Is there anything? Right. So there's just some very more, there's more steps to it, yeah. right? When you kind of are going through a whole system versus what I do now in a cash-based, you know, physical therapy practice is that I don't have um, any uh, relationships with insurance companies. So people, when they come, they're paying cash out of their own pocket, cash, check, credit card, HSA card. So HSA. They can, HSA card. Yes. They can use those. Yep. Because I am a... Board certified physical therapist. I code all of your bills. I have super bills that can provide you for you can provide to your HSA. So all of that provides you with a receipt that you need. Um, so yes, you can utilize your HSAs, cool. which is very nice. Um, but yeah, people then can pay out of pocket. 
rather than applying it to their insurance. Yeah. And um, it allows me to keep my costs low because I know what I need to make my ends meet. And that also helps then people, you know, access physical therapy at a much cheaper cost and right away. So yeah. every state in the United States has what's called direct access or not direct access for physical therapists. Okay. Being a doctoring profession, so we're a doctorate of physical therapy, we have been trained and educated to evaluate the patient and determine if yes, this is physical therapy appropriate or no, actually you need to see a medical provider or no, you need to be referred to something else. You need imaging, let's visit your provider, let's see what that looks like. So utilizing direct access in the state of Minnesota, we have 90 days to treat with a patient okay. before we need a doctor's order on file. So that's part of our okay. law in Minnesota for physical therapists. So for 90 days, I can treat with a patient as long as it continues to be physical therapy appropriate and we don't need to have anything else involved at that point and to show that we're making progress. So we establish those goals just like you would in any other physical therapy session. Are we making progress towards those goals? What are you doing in terms of exercising and and making sure that we're treating the whole person and treating the whole um, pain or injury at that point? So um, that's been the really fun part for me is kind of being more accessible for people you know Mm -hmm. to walk off the street and schedule an appointment you know to see a physical therapist right away yeah like that's been a really fun part for me to be kind of on more on the front lines of an injury or pain problem that they're having and determining yeah i can help you or no you actually need to see your provider this is not physical therapy only appropriate that sort of thing so so the big question is you had this in your mind yeah where are you gonna do this? Yeah, right. Like right. this is the next part of the story. I right. cannot wait for you guys to hear because yeah. I'm sitting in this beautiful, yeah, renovated, eight thousand square built, feet, eight thousand square foot <laughs> building. Yeah, and she's gonna tell us about that now. So yeah, tell us that story. So okay, you yeah. you had in your mind, yes, okay, I'm gonna do I this. Can do this. Yep. <laughs> now where? You know where, right? Yeah. So went through all yeah all the processes. I started in a little small business suite. Um, on Main Street, and it was work. It worked. It was really small. It was really tiny. I would literally like fold up my table and push it to a corner in order to have room to exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, had just a few little dumbbell equipment and that sort of thing, um, but it worked for the mm-hmm. first two months. And uh, literally within a week of opening there, this building <laughs> came for sale. And I found out randomly that it was going for sale a couple days before it hit the market. What was this before? This so this was um, a couple different things. Way back in the day, this was a J.C. Penney on our Main Street. Okay. I of course was not here during that time. <laughs> so I get told it's a J.C. Penney, and people tell us stories. About I'm older than you. I remember really JCPenney. fun things. <laughs> yeah, they would take photos in the basement. Apparently here, yeah, yeah. they had from the till. They would send the cash in those tubes, like what you see at the banks, and they would like 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 suck it like up through the tube and like up to this upstairs office up here that my kids use as their oh, little wow. hangout. Um. So there's some really fun stories that people will tell us about JCPenney. So it was JCPenney. Um, it was um, called Monk's Secondhand Store. So he had like secondhand um, um, antiques and non-antiques uh, mm-hmm. things in here. And he sold those. Then it was converted to a dance studio. So uh, a young female in our community ran a great little dance studio, an <laughs> art studio here. And that was really fun. Um, and she decided it just was time for her for a change. And so she put it up for sale and then that's when we purchased it in within a month of it going for sale (laughs) talk about like you had a vision and a gut yeah feeling and like yeah I walked in this building I was like yep I'm supposed to do this this is where I'm supposed to do this I'm supposed to do this I'm gonna buy this I really hadn't I mean again I had no savings (laughs) like I blew through those savings during my injury for the last 
four or five months yeah. before this building went for sale. And so things fell into place really fast for us um, in order to be able to purchase it. And that's how we knew, like, okay, this was more than just us. This was God's hand in telling me, yep, this is where you're supposed to be. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can remember walking around at the realtor and lover. She was like, okay, now tell me again. She was trying to like, and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Like, oh yeah, this, I'm going to put this here and we're going to do this here and let's do this here, you know? And she was having a hard time visualizing it. And, and it was just great to like, <laughs> to bring her back in when it was all yeah. done to see like her reaction, like, oh, I get it. I couldn't visualize it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But it seemed so natural when I first, you know, like when I walked in, like this is what it should be. Yeah, this needs to be a gym. So tell us what we all have in here. Yeah, so Reactive Wellness is the physical therapy clinic, which is a small portion of the whole building. Which is the well. Well, Wellness Square. Okay. Yep, so the whole building is Wellness Square. So Wellness Square dot... Yeah, so wellness-square.org. Yeah, is the website. Yeah, and we'll put all those links in the show notes. So Wellness Square is where you're going to find all of these awesome businesses and stuff that she's going to rattle yeah. off, which is it. But Reactive Wellness is the PT part. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a gym space, and I share that with a couple different things. We run fitness classes here. So all my instructors are self-employed instructors. You pay your instructor directly to attend their class. Um, so we have a, definitely a different variety and it changes a little bit every month. So we kind of keep that updated on the class schedule. Okay. Um, so just providing fitness instructors the ability to make the money they deserve to conduct their own classes. We built a yoga studio in the basement, mm-hmm. um, which has been super fun for me to have like I a love, home private yoga studio. I love there. you guys have to see it. I love that. I'll take pictures. I love the chairs in there. Like all just yeah. random. Yeah starter chairs like chairs from any anything you could imagine you guys like yeah. office fun yep. and I'm just like this is it this yeah. is the start of it like you're gonna start. look back someday and maybe ha- keep them yeah <laughs> I, I know chairs. it's just super eclectic it's just like yeah. the grass roots of the start of a business and yeah it's right here I yeah. love that so Thanks. keep going yeah we Yoga have a taekwondo downstairs. instructor who comes so he's downstairs twice a month, um, and he was actually here. So we acquired him, and I'm so happy he was here, and we acquired him here, and he is staying as part of our uh, group here. Um, I have Coach John Lane. He does private basketball lessons. So we have a basketball court, a little basketball court. It's not a full court. It's a, a little half-court basketball in here. Um, we have a, tur- a piece of turf that we're putting a batting cage on. And we have some softball and baseball, little mini camps and instruction starting this fall and winter. Mm-hmm. So getting some people in here, just open bat. Like our kids need something to do in the winter. Yes. And my kids included. And it'd be great to have a space where like, oh yeah, they can drop in and, you know, hit for a half hour mm-hmm. or an hour um, and even get a little instruction from somebody who knows more than I do. <laughs> so uh, I was not a softball athlete. I wish I was. Yeah. Um, so the gym, you guys, is like half of half it. Half of the building. So yep. when your office is here and I'm looking at weights and the two hoops. And yeah. I, I, when I first came in here, they were doing their coaching with the basketball. And I'm like, okay, watch out, Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> Pipestone Super arrows fun. are a step yeah. ahead here. Yeah. <laughs> and Coach... Coach and I have developed um, some middle school and high school uh, acceleration type. We call it elite athlete programs where we worked on uh, strengthening throughout the summer. And so that was really fun. We had a a group of high school kids and a group of middle school kids that came through. And so we're going to keep doing that through um, the school year here. What we see is that in high school and middle school, like our kids are very busy. Like 
very busy and you know coaches don't have enough time to get them in the weight rooms they're busy getting them on the court making sure they're ready for enough games teaching them all those sport specific skills that there's the sport that they're in at that time and so we're missing I think a lot in our in our schools um, across all the United States but especially here in the Midwest of getting them into the weight room and getting them strong and teaching them just being athletic teaching them athleticism mm -hmm. faster stronger um, more agile, more flexible. It's funny yeah. to kind of watch how flexible and not flexible some of them are when you look at how great of an athlete they are and then watch them try to do some of your flexibility drills is really eye-opening. Does your high school have a weight training yeah. program? Yes, they do. they, do. like, a class yeah, that they, they do. to? Yeah. But to relate it to the sport yeah. is so important. Yeah, and it. we like just giving, yeah, an option and something different and mm -hmm. having something during the whole season that kids can access and use and do. So with, And have fun doing it together, yeah. right? Yeah, the we had a lot kids. of fun. We pumped a lot of music. <laughs> <laughs> Their music. At 6 o'clock in the morning. They did not like me being the DJ. <laughs> they liked to be the DJ. I got, I got sent a playlist So <laughs> by a middle schooler. <laughs> So, um, so good and so fun. And that's what we're passionate about is kind of changing that. I know on the, on the sports PT side, you know, I see a lot of injuries, but I see a lot of injuries that could be preventable and a lot of injuries at a lot, much younger age. And we know that from research studies that kids are getting injured younger and younger because we're training them to be sports specific at a much younger age than we ever used to. Oh. So, you know, I mean, even to when I used to play sports, right? Like we were, we weren't playing sports and games at third grade the way that no. they're playing third and fourth grade now. And not that that's wrong, but our kids are learning one thing very early on. And the research studies say that we actually shouldn't funnel them into one specific sport right away. We actually need to keep them multi-sport athletes and teach them athleticism that actually keeps them, decreases their risk for injuries. Sometimes our world thinks it's actually opposite. Well, the more baseball they play, the less injured they get because they're better at it and they are less likely to get injured. It's actually opposite. Okay. We want them to just be more athletic. We want them to be multiple sport athletes. We want them to be strong. Mm -hmm. That actually de decreases their risk of injuries. And there's a lot of research studies that backs that up. That's not just a personal opinion. Okay. Um, so that's something that I'm super passionate about and I get excited about. So yeah. it's fun to have it here. Good. So. Yeah. And then um, what other awesome business? Like yeah, you guys so we have, spend a whole day here. Right. So <laughs> our other businesses, we have a couple other businesses that are established full time here. So we have um, more than lip service with Lisa Sneller. Um, so she specializes in Botox injections and health coaching. Um, you, she's a, a registered nurse who um, just does a great job, and she also does some women's health services with some pelvic floor uh, treatments. So definitely worth checking her out on our website and her website. Um, you body work therapy with Mitchell Hart. He's a trained massage therapist. Um, does a really awesome job and has a really funky, cool space that he designed. Yeah, so I it's really that. fun. It's pretty. We got to put all the walls up and do all the basics for people here. And then watching each of these businesses come in and like totally make it their own has been really fun for me. So each space is totally theirs. Yeah. And when you walk into Mitch's, it's like super funky and yeah. fun. Um, Revive Salon with Kathy and Shelby Evans, so two hairstylists in town that have been in our community for a long time and decided to uh, open a business here. Um, Sister-in-law's super fun. Oh. Uh, Heartlight Salon and Spa with Bobby Westra. She has been in our community but also struggled to find a space for a long time, so it was really fun to kind of have her come in and design her own space. 
um, and have something a size appropriate for her and all that she does. Like a little home for them. Yeah. You've provided a home for a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fun. So those yeah. are all of our um, main established businesses. And then we have some free-floating businesses that kind of come in. So uh, medical foot care uh, specialist, um, um, Ashley Sleggers. Um, she's been around the area for a long time. I call it forever foot care. Okay. And she is coming in twice a month doing awesome. cash base. You know, if you can't reach and clip those toenails, you have, uh, toenails or you have foot. Nice. Yeah. Bunions, all those things. So she's trained, um, and will do a whole evaluation and determine what you kind of, you need, but then also be able to take care of those for you right on the spot too. Awesome. So yeah. So she's coming in twice a month. So that's been some really fun things that are going on. Mm -hmm. Um, it seems like it changes a little bit all the time, that's which okay. is also really fun too. Yeah. Um, we just added Ashley to the whole group here just this last week. So that was yep. her first week here. And so, oh. yeah. So it's been a really fun way to be involved in our community. Owned some brick and mortar on Main Street. Mm -hmm. Trying to revitalize our Main Streets because they are the heart of our community. Yeah. And seeing and watching our building turn into something totally different um, just gives me a lot of excitement yeah. for things in the future in our community as we raise our kids here. So. Right, right. You, yeah. I know you have so many more ideas in mind that we've talked about. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you looking for collaboration to have somebody come here? Or yeah. I do want to talk about your dry needling. Yeah. I think that yeah. is this, it's a technique. I, I It's been helping me and my back and getting down to the... Yeah. I, I just think that that needs to be talked about because it's yeah. such a cool... Service. Service yeah. that actually helps. And some people maybe not know about it. Yeah. So dry needling has been actually researched in the PT world back in the 50s and 60s. Um, it never really came out of those research labs really until the 2000s. And we started kind of seeing it actually being used in clinical practices. And then we started certifying our practitioners for it. Um, kind of became a little bit more popular in the 2010s. Um, I actually was just certified this year. But why did you get certified? Yeah. Your, your story. Yeah. So I got certified, yep, because um, dry needling right now is not covered by insurances, most of them. Okay. Um, it was a great aspect to add to my cash base physical therapy clinic So because people were paying cash for that, usually out of pocket anyway. And that's not every insurance, but most insurances mm -hmm. are not covering it right now. Um, so it was a great way to add to it. I was still having some little bit of back pain and I was very nervous about like letting anybody touch my back based on what I had been through. Right. Um, allowed the instructor that of the course that I went to uh, actually dry needle my low back and was extremely helpful for me one time. So I knew at that point, I mean, I went into these courses kind of skeptical, like, mm, right. I don't know what's all, you know, you do all the research, the research looks good. You know, everything you talk to other practitioners looks good, but until you utilize it with your own patients, then you start seeing, oh, this is a great tool in our toolbox of physical therapy that can actually get to some of those deeper muscles that we haven't been able to get to as manual therapists, right? So we put our hands on those muscles and we work those muscles manually, but we aren't able to access some of them. And those getting down into those muscles and actually kind of, you know, basically resetting this short-circuited muscle mm -hmm. um, for us to then activate that muscle and teach it how to stretch and teach it how to activate, contract and relax with the right exercises actually is a really cool tool for us mm -hmm. um, versus trying to just manually, manually do, do that. Yeah. 
So yeah. explain it. I mean, I tell her that she doesn't yeah. have to tell me what she's doing because I don't like to hear everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it 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 works. I'm because my pain has been just deep muscle. I'm yeah. just it's strained. I've never been able to relax it or get to it with a theragun or anything. And yeah. I just and when you told me, you're like, no, it goes deep. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, don't. Tell me how deep, but yeah. Tell me, sense. but don't tell me. Yeah. Like, yeah, but do exactly. Tell our audience because you guys, I mean, I just got done with a, my third treatment. Yeah, and I'm, I can my back, my lower back is relieved. That was the first time as well, and yeah, it's progressively getting looser and yeah, doing working the job. through those things that we're supposed to. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, it's like a small. So what we're using is an um an acupuncture style needle. So a lot of people are similar to acupuncture okay. or familiar with acupuncture, and we get asked that question a lot. Like, what's the difference between dry needling and acupuncture? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's a, there's a lot of difference. So acupuncture is definitely differently trained than we are as dry needlers. Um, and dry needling being used in the physical therapy world, um, we use the same similar type of needles though. Okay. So just two different trainings, neither right or wrong. Just trainings are different in how we treat. Um, it might be right for you, and you know, acupuncture might be right right for somebody else. So that's that's great. It's just another yep. tool for us for for treating pain for people. Um, but it uses an acupuncture style needle. Um, and we insert that needle directly into the muscle bellies of the muscles that we think are creating some of this pain. Mm -hmm. And then once we find those areas, then we usually utilize, uh, uh, electrical stimulation. So we're hooking those needles up to electrical stim or e-stim is what we call it at that point to then basically pump those muscles. Okay. So we're contracting and relaxing those muscles, um, or in pistoning the needle up and down mm-hmm. in the muscle belly, which is then basically resetting those muscles. So it's taking those muscles, it's taking away those hard trigger points and those areas that have been restricted and the soft tissues not working oh, together. Like locked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And changing it from the inside, right? And then we work on the muscle tissue and getting it to contract and relax again. Um, the way that we want to with exercise right after. So yeah. utilizing the stretching and the exercises right after and following that um, up is the best way to maximize what you're going to get out of dry needling. It's not a magic wand, but it's a great tool that we can utilize um, and we can treat all areas. So I mean, wow. treat a plantar fascia, you can treat legs, you can treat low backs, you can treat shoulders, necks, um, headaches. So doing, going into the suboccipitals, um, you, so you can treat a lot of different areas. Of course, there's some areas we don't treat just for safety purposes, but, um, yeah, it's been a really great tool for me as a physical therapist and seeing a lot of great indications and applications with it with patients too. So yeah. what well, makes sense to me? Cause it's like, if you can have some relief of that constant tightness, this is just my personal experience and you can actually have a relief. It's like you, your muscles relax and you want to do the, yeah. the exercises. I mean, I'm yeah. not the greatest at it, but I'm just saying you, no. you're not like now yeah. I'm like, I can do these exercises because exactly. I, I actually I am feel. not feel it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm getting somewhere mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Um, and we know that you could probably get there by sticking to a hard program. Right. And that's what therapy has done for a long time. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's hard when you're not seeing progress and you're not seeing benefit mm-hmm. quickly. Our, us as humans then seem to abandon ship, right? That's yeah. just our nature. 
because it doesn't seem to be helping and then you feel like you're wasting your time and it might have been helpful had you just been able to stick with it but it's really hard to stick with it and dry needling gives you some of that instant relief yeah that relief that we're looking for much quicker right so that we can get those exercises and get those muscles working the way we want them to work you know in our body yeah so it's easier for people then to to see that and be able to stick with what we're asking them to do at home so yeah 100% agree because I'm sitting here with results so but anybody can come down to you that's what's awesome we can Mm -hmm. book you call her and she's got different days because you're a busy woman and you you I'm I'm gonna stick you to this to stick to your own schedule and you know you can't schedule online because you've got stuff going on you got fairs and horses oh my gosh yeah (laughs) yeah exactly all kinds of kids activities but yeah it's good. I mean, I've treated everything from someone at five o'clock in the morning before they headed out on their job that started at six fifteen, um, to yeah, just Monday night I was here till nine p.m. Yeah. But um, very well balanced that with my home life that was intentional in, in creating this space and doing this, you know, uh, differently than I had done before. Is that I had able to take some time for my family when I need to be there and be a mom and be more invested at that time, and then also just when I'm here I can be a you're really a engaged PT. You're a yeah absolutely yeah yeah I mean everything from my experience I feel like I can relate to people a lot better but just being more engaged at the times during their sessions too because mm-hmm. I'm I have my bucket is full at home yeah. you know I, I was able to spend that quality time and now I can be here and yeah. spend my time with my patients too yeah. so oh yeah so if anybody is I know who my listeners are just gonna be like okay I think I could do this if you're seriously like I have lots of friends, RNs, and, and people that are looking to do something different in their life and to, to help people make uh, more meaningful in their jobs um, in a non-traditional way. Yeah. You can do it. Like, yeah. I'm sitting here, you guys. It's just gorgeous. And you did this in th- how many months was yeah. reno? The renovation. Okay, and on yeah. their Instagram and Facebook, I'll put the links, but you've got to see the videos of what this was before. And how many months did yeah, you take? We, so we took ownership on January 11th. And we moved our first business in in the beginning of April. So four months. Four months, yeah. And we had some really, we had a couple great contractors that were awesome for mm-hmm. us. They, you know, were so great. Um, we had some friends show up. We had a very shoestring budget, so it was like painting party on Friday night at the square. Yep. You know, like yep. everybody had a paintbrush, and we're all painting the gym white um, and black. So it, it definitely was a labor of love to get it here on our shoestring budget. Um, but we also had some really great contractors that worked super fast to get us there super fast. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was from January. We moved in in <laughs> April, beginning of April. So oh, we definitely awesome. turned it over pretty fast. Um, I love it. Well, I can't wait for you guys to meet Teresa and her crew because we're going to... So my other business and podcast is the Schwitz Sisters with my business partner, Gabby Kors, and we have the 507 Sauna mobile business. And we're going to be collaborating down here and sharing that with your guys' friends and people and just doing like a women's event down here. So stay tuned for that collaboration and I like it and maybe a business meeting down by me for other for you to collaborate with some other people doing this as well I'm going to be talking to a few people I know and resources for each other to say how did you do this blah 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 yeah I think 
people are they have questions and they want to see how it was done not that you have all the answers no not definitely that not. anybody does but <laughs> definitely not. you can say what your process was and yeah. I think it could be an encouraging meeting networking meeting for that person going can I do this to yeah. saying I am doing this and yeah. I'm going to take my faith and yeah. say I can do this <laughs> if it's in your gut big leap to do it for sure do it yeah that big leap do you want to leave anybody with some parting words of oh, wisdom gosh. <laughs> yeah um I get asked a lot why reactive and so I guess I just encourage you you know in the moments when I was very inactive and I had been proactive in my life to be healthy and make good choices and um was a physical therapist myself so I was on the proactive side I had a life event that I did couldn't control had no control of and made me completely inactive doesn't mean that I had to stay in that point okay. um you can get reactive so you can get active again it might look different than it ever did before I mean I was a runner and did a lot of running and I you know I, I'm probably shifting more towards more of my strengthening side yeah. and and doing things differently than I have before so if that's you and you feel like you're kind of stuck in this inactive, mm-hmm. wherever you're at in your journey of that, like you can get reactive again. It doesn't have to look the same. It mm-hmm. can look different and it can be just as rewarding. So that's the name yeah. and that's why. So don't stay inactive. Be yeah. reactive. Be reactive. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much Thanks. for your, all your time I appreciate and your friendship. It. It's awesome. Thank all you very right. much. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee with Kara. I'd appreciate your follow and sharing this episode with friends or family. This doesn't eliminate any need for a counselor or psychologist. I am a life coach, not a doctor. So please seek help if you need some professional help in that area. So Are you ready to embark on a transformative journey towards a life that truly lights you up? I'm an empowerment coach with a passion for guiding individuals like you to unleash your full potential and embrace a life of freedom, joy, and fulfillment. I have an awesome approach called the Epic Approach. We work on elimination, letting go of habits that no longer serve you. The P is for participation. It's time to take center stage in your own life. Integration, embrace new healthy habits and hobbies that bring you joy and fulfillment. And the C is for celebration. Every step counts. Celebrate your progress no matter how small as we create a life that aligns with your true passions and aspirations. You can check out more on my website, caramens.com, C-A-R-A-M-E-N-Z.com, as well as schedule a free enlightenment call to discuss working together and how I can help. Have an awesome day.